Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. You can get two months free by using promo code CHAT at therapynotes.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to find a trauma therapist near you today. Therapy Chat Podcast, episode 421. This is the Therapy Chat Podcast with Laura Reagan, LCSWC. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. And now, here's your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC. Hi, welcome back to Therapy Chat. I'm your host, Laura Reagan. And today, as we continue our discussion of women's health in midlife, including menopause, my guest is bringing the perspective of an acupuncturist and functional medicine practitioner, Dr. Sarah Poldmay. Licensed acupuncturist is a doctor of acupuncture and Chinese medicine. She has been practicing holistic health care since 1998. Dr. Sarah completed her doctorate at Pacific College of Health and Science in San Diego, California, and her training has included over 4,000 hours in acupuncture, Chinese herbal medicine, and Western medicine sciences. Sarah is also a certified functional medicine practitioner and recently became a certified yoga instructor as well. Dr. Sarah Palmey opened her practice in Annapolis, Maryland, Meadow Hill, wellness in 2005 with the goal of integrating traditional and holistic care in order to effectively maintain her patient's lifelong health. Dr. Sarah is passionate about helping her patients to reach optimal levels of health through acupuncture and natural health care. She has a strong focus on women's health care, including fertility, PCOS, PMS, and menopausal issues. And although her focus is primarily women's health, she does enjoy working with a wide variety of complex health issues. I really appreciated talking with her about how acupuncture and functional medicine can fit into a lifestyle in middle age, including for women and those with vaginas. So I hope you will find this conversation informative. Again, I always feel like it's the more therapists can know about how to help clients from a holistic perspective and understand the interplay between mind and body, mind, body, and spirit, it benefits our clients and it benefits us because we all know that many times we're sitting with people who've tried so many things and they want a new option and maybe acupuncture and functional medicine could be what's missing. 
You'll hear me talk in this episode about how I personally was helped by acupuncture and how the health crisis that I had back in, what, 2015 was first aided by my acupuncturist who wasn't Sarah at the time, but um, I definitely recommend her and I, I recommend her to people in our area often. So I hope you will enjoy this conversation. And next week, we'll have another interview with a practitioner who is going to be speaking about women's health in midlife and menopause. So look for that next time. All right. I will talk to you soon. And thank you, as always, for listening to Therapy Chat. Hi, welcome back to Therapy Chat. I'm your host, Laura Reagan, and today I'm so happy to be speaking with my colleague and friend, Dr. Sarah Poldmay. Sarah, thank you so much for being my guest on Therapy Chat today. I am super excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. I'm so happy to be with you. Sarah is a licensed acupuncturist and doctor of Chinese medicine, as well as a certified functional medicine practitioner. So I'm really happy to get the chance to ask you a bunch of questions about how acupuncture fits into the the picture of healing. And I know that we won't have enough time to get into it today, but I hope maybe we can come back in a future conversation and talk a little bit more specifically about for women's health and in midlife. But for today, let's just start off by you telling our audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Sure, absolutely. So I, as you said, I'm a doctor of acupuncture and Chinese medicine and also offer functional medicine to my patients. And I feel like I create a really nice blend between Eastern and Western thought processes because I know that I've used both of these medicines. I've had Western medicine save my life a couple of times and Eastern medicine has always been my go-to to bring things back in balance when I'm not feeling myself or not feeling well or if I have symptoms and just definitely helps me to preserve all that I have that I was born with. In Chinese medicine, we say that we always treat the root and the branch when a person comes in. And what that means is that the branches to your symptoms or the way that you're showing up each day or disease process that has manifested. But the root is kind of what you're born with and who you are as a person. So we're always trying to balance our treatments between the two. And obviously, we want to get you out of pain or discomfort as quickly as we can. But um, we're not really doing our full job if that's all that we're doing. We really want to treat you the patient as a whole person. And it's such a beautiful medicine. And I'm so grateful to have a ton of tools in my toolbox to help patients and serve them in the best way that I can. Now, you didn't say this, but I know that you own a clinic in Annapolis. Well, actually, multiple locations, I believe. Will you say a little about that too? Yeah, sure. So I started my clinic in Annapolis, Maryland in 2005 where my daughter was just one and she is now <sighs> off in college, sophomore year of college. It's amazing how, how time flies. And then I opened another clinic in 2021 in Edgewater, which is just 15 minutes down the road to serve a larger population. We have a lot of people coming from more rural areas of Southern Maryland. So this just makes it a little easier for those, those patients to get to us. I love it because I'm, I'm so pleased in our area to see more integrative and functional medicine. And 
holistic and alternative healing methods available now, especially when people live in more rural areas to be able to make that accessible is so important. And I can say for myself, I had a health crisis in started in 2015. And in 2018, I finally found slight beginning of relief and it was through acupuncture. My acupuncturist was like looking at my tongue and feeling my pulses and asking me about my poop. And (laughs) I was like, what? But, you know, she ended up helping me have some temporary relief. And it was temporary because it worked for a while, but then it something changed with me and it wasn't working. But the fact that I had a glimmer, a tiny glimpse of a possibility that my symptoms could improve after suffering so severely for three years. It was incredible. And I never would have thought that that kind of change could happen through acupuncture. So why don't you tell us about how acupuncture fits into a healing picture for people's lives? Yeah. So acupuncture and Chinese medicine are a complete system of medicine. And so what that means is we can, we can often fix a problem. We can often completely solve a, a health issue. And then there's times that we can't, just like Western medicine could say the exact same thing, right? We have a lot of solutions. We don't have every solution. So what I like to say when a patient comes into my office and I'm looking at them from both the Chinese medical lens and a functional medicine lens is we're going to look at everything and I will show you or tell you what part I believe I can play in your healing process. And I think that's important because I specialize in treating women in midlife. So I see a lot of women suffering through symptoms of perimenopause and then postmenopausal things. And you can really feel like you're not yourself. And I can play a huge role in abating a lot of the symptoms. Does that mean that your body and yourself is going to feel exactly the same as it did in the 30s? No, but it could actually feel better once we get through some of the the things that are happening on a daily basis that are not super comfortable. And symptoms don't always mean that there's a disease process. So in that case, I feel comfortable telling most women that are going through perimenopause and menopause that I can kind of handle the whole shebang unless we want to look at something like hormone replacement therapy. And I am of the mind that you do not need to choose one or the other medicine. There is a place for for all types of medicine in this world. And if you have any practitioners that are telling you differently, I'd say find another practitioner. And I don't speak strongly about a lot of things. I tend to really, in both my personal and business life, I try and walk the middle path and know that I don't have all the answers. And so I I truly believe that our, our role as practitioners is to help a patient to feel well, no matter how they get there. And that involves bringing other people to the the table so that you should have a whole healthcare team that you really know and trust. And um, it also involves self-accountability. So if you are leaving my office and going and not taking care of your sleep or not eating the right things and and I'm not eating in a way that serves you. So it's not what, it's not only what you put in your mouth, but it's also how you're eating. So if you're eating rushed, if you are eating while you're standing up, running around, like you look really busy lives, that's not going to serve you either. So there's a lot of 
lifestyle hacks and tools that I bring to the table for my patients. And it doesn't mean that my patients need to live like saints. None of us do. I mean, I certainly engage in things that are not always health promoting behaviors. But if we can get you to the 80% of the time you're living in a way that serves your body, mind and spirit, then then our medicines turn, tend to uh, work better. So basically, when someone comes into the office, I uh, set up a treatment plan with them. And that can include acupuncture, lifestyle hacks, Chinese medicine, functional medicine, different therapies. So I kind of lay out what I would like to see them do. And, and some of that can include Western medicine. So if someone comes in with issues that we cannot treat, or that maybe we can help with when they're in a safer space, then I send them out for Western stopgap measures to get them to a place where then they're safe to treat with the more, you know, holistic or natural methods. An example would be high blood pressure. If your high, if your blood pressure is dangerously high, I will, of course, try and mitigate that in my office, but I want to see you on a blood pressure medication until we get into a safer space regularly. And then maybe at some point you can come off of that blood pressure medication because there are a lot of things that we could do in both lifestyle choices as well as natural medicine that could control your blood pressure, but we can't have your blood pressure at a high level for an extended period of time and be safe and feel good about that. So there's tons of examples, but that's kind of how I approach things from my perspective in my clinic. Yeah, that makes total sense. And, you know, it's like the high blood pressure has a harmful effect on the whole body. So you obviously have to intervene where the most urgent problem is first. And if that's not something that Chinese medicine and functional medicine can treat, then yeah. that makes sense. So, and I love what you're saying too, is you're, you're pointing out that it's not either or black and white good, bad, you know, oh, I never want to go to Western medicine. I only want to do this. It's just, what do I need now? Yeah. And what approach do I want to take? And I know that because we just talked yesterday on your podcast, I know that you take a very empowerment based approach too. that you want people to feel a part of their healing process. Like you said, self-accountability and not just like, okay, here's your plan. Now follow this, come back and report to me how it went. But how does this feel to you? Does this, you know, fit what you think you can do? Does this seem like it's going to take you towards your goals? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, each patient needs to make their own choices, even if they are maybe not the most medically sound choices. Like I do believe in healthcare freedom and, you know, I think that, you know, we have to be respectful. A lot of people have medical anxiety. So even if I want them to go, you know, get a test to evaluate, I mean, it's your, it's your body and I meet patients where they are at, but I am outspoken if I believe that there is something pressing that they need to look at. And then, you know, like it, I don't bring my ego into the room. So if a person does not want my medicine or doesn't want another medicine, that's fine. We need to, again, meet them where they're at. And one of the beautiful things with Chinese medicine is that it's a holistic system. So we not only look at the physical being, but we also look at um, the emotions and how they play in the systems and how they may manifest physically. So if um, you're holding on to any particular emotion for a long period of time, we do believe that that can manifest physically. 
and uh, vice versa. So uh, if we can get the energy flowing, we may be able to help a person with their anger issues or their obsessive thoughts or their anxiety and, you know, in, and unravel both the emotional and physical discomforts that a patient is having. So sometimes when someone walks in with extreme, let's say, medical anxiety, we may be able to help with the medical anxiety, which will in turn enable them to seek the medical care that they need. That's that's great because I do think that, and you know, as me being a trauma therapist, a lot of people do have medical anxiety and have had traumatic interactions with healthcare systems and providers where you know, they didn't feel empowered and they didn't feel that they were heard or, or listened to, believed, taken seriously or had choice. And that can really deeply impact people's ability to trust that they're Absolutely. going to be safe and asking for help, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think shame is such a big thing in this culture. People get shame from lots of different places and you probably say more about it than I can. But if you're holding on to shame and you have been avoiding a medical issue, you're even less likely to be able to act up on that because you're worried that you're going to go in and get yelled at. And that's not a fun place to be. So I think our medicine is beautiful because we take time with patients and we're able to not only help with the health conditions that they have, because there, again, are a lot of things that we can help with without Western medical intervention, but it's also a safe space to explore patient empowerment and advocacy for themselves, because often patients won't know what to ask their doctors or how to open up a conversation. I had a case the other day where a woman had called Johns Hopkins kind of behind her doctor's back and that's how she felt anyway. And so I helped her to navigate a constructive conversation with her doctor to explain that Johns Hopkins didn't want to see her until she had, you know, five different tests that that she would need help ordering. So how to navigate that conversation with your physician so that that you're not as worried that the physician's feelings are going to get hurt. And I don't think her concerns were necessarily founded because I don't think the doctor's feelings would have been hurt. I can't speak for the doctor, but we all want our patients to get well. So it's simply, hey, I need these five tests in order to even qualify for Johns Hopkins. I'm hoping I never need to see Johns Hopkins, but can we start ticking off these tests? And can we, you know, if I eventually need to go there, at least I'll have my bases covered. So Again, if you have the right practitioners that you know and trust, you can have these types of conversations with them and help them to get the help that they need, which is a beautiful thing that sometimes in the Western frantic medical community, especially now since COVID with staffing issues and so doctor shortages and all of that, it's good to know that you have other places you can go to just sit and kind of regroup and figure out how to get yourself the care you need because all of our patients go through that. Yeah. And the path is not just one way. There's no. so many potential options. And when, you know, especially when we're having a symptom that we're worried about, you know, we can get our, our like this almost tunnel vision where it's like really hard to know where to go. And it's kind of like a fear reaction. So I love WebMD what, is not the place to go. No. no. Oh, I know. What a rabbit hole. And you always get that like Saturday night. Well, let me just look this up. And then you're like, oh, no, 
It's like I'm definitely dying. It's yes. zero to death in 24 yes. minutes. It's yes. very, it's very, yeah. It's absolutely not a great place <laughs> to be. Yes. Your or the internet is not a good place to be. No. And then you got, and then, you know, you got to wait till Monday morning to try to follow up and actually even get real answers after that. Well, you mentioned that Chinese medicine is a complete system of medicine and you mentioned like getting the energy flowing and how the emotions can be like stuck. Can you talk a little bit more about how acupuncture and all of the aspects of the work you do help with that? Or, you know, I know we, we talked about a little bit about the meridians when we were talking before starting recording. Well, let's see. I guess I could give an example. Because I treat midlife women, most of my examples always come from midlife. But hey, no problem. Medicine, right. In Chinese medicine, we have meridians. And one of the meridians or the organ systems that we work with is the kidneys. And the kidneys have a corresponding emotion of fear. They are also involved in our reproductive strength. So hmm. women that are, for instance, struggling with infertility often have what we call weak kidney chi. Our, our kidney chi is supposed to decline as we age. So we have seven-year cycles in Chinese medicine, not to get too far into that. But when a woman's in her mid-30s in Chinese medicine, her reproductive capabilities start to decline. It's very similar, and we've known this for thousands of years, but it's very similar to what Western medicine figured out a few hundred years ago, that the mid-30s, your reproductive capabilities start to decline. So in Chinese medicine, especially in Chinese herbs, we've gotten really good at figuring out ways to preserve that youthfulness by strengthening the kidney system. And one of the reasons is historically... The Chinese kings had these concubines, right? So they wanted lots of women around them to spread their seed and be able to reproduce. So the longer they could keep women, you know, youthful and fertile, the better. So we have amazing Chinese herbal formulas that can strengthen the kidneys. So we use those a lot for hormonal imbalances or difficulties conceiving through the mid-30s, early 40s. But when a woman is starting to go into perimenopause, which can happen in the mid-30s, but often it's more early 40s-ish, we're going to use that same concept of kidney-boosting herbs to keep you reproductively balanced. And it's slightly different formulas, slightly different ratios, but we're still working with that kidney system. So going back to the kidneys, not only being involved in reproduction, but they're also Holding on to fear can be a sign of a kidney deficiency in Chinese medicine. Again, not the kidney organs that we think of in Western medicine, but the kidney system in Chinese medicine, the meridian that we work with. So when we're trying to strengthen the reproductive function, we're also going to be helping with the emotion of fear. And I don't know about you, but have you ever seen elderly people seem to be just a little fearful of everything going on around them, all the little things in life? Yeah. Well, that's totally normal in Chinese medicine. And we find that a lot of women start to get anxiety when they're going through perimenopause. And that anxiety feels very physical. So things that can weaken your kidney meridian are constant states of stress and overwork. So again, hitting midlife, 
we're probably in some phase of burnout or exhaustion from taking care of our kids. All of this is a natural process that can fear can feed into the kidney weakening, but also the weakening of the kidneys can lead to more fear. So mm-hmm. some of it's the normal process, but we have tools in our toolbox that can help to help you not feel as fearful, to help you to stay youthful. There are a lot of kidney tonics in Chinese medicine that you can take on a regular basis that are, again, food-based, herb-based, that can just keep that sense of youthful, vigor, and a little bit more daringness in your life, so to speak. I know that as I've gotten older, my fear of flying has gotten worse. My fear of bridges has gotten worse. So I notice that those fears are actually much worse when I'm exhausted or when I've been rolling hard than they are when I'm in balance. So again, bringing your system back into balance. I hope that was a useful example. Yes, it was. And I wonder, too, since, you know, and I'm not sure how well you'll feel comfortable speaking to this, so it's okay if you don't, but, you know, when we think about trauma, fear is one of the most basic aspects of a traumatic experience. It's a, you know, overwhelming fear that causes you to be unable to, you know, integrate the experience into your, your everyday life. So would you say that that for someone who is having a lot of that kind of reaction from trauma, that this could be potentially beneficial? Yeah, so for sure. So sometimes that type of fear, you know, we talk a lot in functional medicine about adrenal fatigue. And adrenal fatigue is not a concept or it's not how we label things in Chinese medicine. Right. But there are some loose overlaps with both the kidney meridian and fear and then just chronic stress. And some some of it is more of a heart thing. So in Chinese medicine, we say the heart and the kidneys are involved with shock. And so some of those fight or flight response shock type things are a connection between the heart meridian and the kidney meridian. So yes, absolutely. There are certain formulas I'm thinking of right now, Chinese medical formulas and acupuncture point combinations that we use when that's at play, where where that um, trauma response or stress response is affecting both the heart and the kidneys. And we try and figure out which of the meridians is more at play. It, it's just such a, such a beautiful medicine. I could go on and on forever about it. But Chinese medicine is really effective at treating adrenal fatigue because we don't just label it as adrenal fatigue. We actually look at the individual and see what is most out of balance. And we understand the the Western thought of like what's at play to make you kind of feel wired and tired, like adrenal fatigue can make you or completely strung out and exhausted. And all of those different symptoms would, would play into different meridian pathologies. So the kidney is at play, the heart is at play, and the spleen are at play. And we can do a lot to balance all of those. And when we're treating women's health, uh, those three organs are always very much involved as well as the liver. The liver is more about suppressing anger and frustration. And so a lot of us, especially in midlife, We've been stifling so much frustration at having to play all these different roles. So we find that women tend to be better at letting go of some of that if they have the right resources, the right therapists, the right acupuncturists. 
if we can let go of some of what we call that liver chi constraint, we can let go of some of that frustration and bubbly anger that's just making us feel agitated all the time. If we can smooth that liver chi, that's such a beautiful thing because then all by strengthening those other organ systems, we're, we're more able to, again, stay balanced and let go of some of those roles if they're not serving us. So sometimes as you've seen in trauma therapy or any type of therapy, it's, it's easier said than done, right? Like you can look at the situation, but the roles don't just dissolve. You don't just oh, come no. to the dinner table one day and say, I don't want to be the one that cooks and cleans up because I just got home from my nine to five job. I got the kids ready in the morning, blah, 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 blah. Because somewhere along the line, we did choose those roles. And it was probably very early on in life before we even got married or what have you. And not everybody plays the same roles, but somewhere along the line, we chose those roles, either consciously or unconsciously. And they don't just dissolve overnight, but with energetic medicine, we can help those roles to dissolve in a way that's more peaceful. So, you know, we can let go of the anger associated with it on a more energetic level. And it's so beautiful when someone is working with the right therapist, processing things on both an energetic and and mental level to also have an energetic practitioner helping them to smooth out any of the imbalances that we see. That's beautiful. And, you know, when you said suppressing anger and frustration, what came to mind for me is like resentment. And, you know, it's like that I'm resentful that I've had to have these roles, even though I didn't even first, I didn't even know I was in a role. And then, you know, I've been doing it, I've been doing it, and I felt like I couldn't get out of it. And now I'm saying in midlife for so many women, I want to shed this. Yeah, this isn't my thing. And I don't have to carry this. And I think that I love for everyone to feel that they have empowerment and choice and that they're consenting in what they do in their life. And at the same time, the resentment of having been put in that role can actually, you know, whether it was by culture saying, this is what women have to do. This is how girls are supposed to be. You sacrifice, you be a martyr the resentment can be a block to the actual change and transformation that we're looking for. So absolutely the resentment for not feeling strong enough. There's certain meridians that are involved with self-worth or just the mental load that you're carrying. You know, it's all connected. Like every single emotion is connected and the liver in particular is involved with anger, but it's also involved with if you're stuck in any particular emotion for too long, whether it be joy, sadness, grief, worry, fear, shock, any of the emotions, if you're stuck in them too long, even joy can be pathological, right? If you're not um, careful, I mean, there's there's stuff in the DSM before about being too joyful, <laughs> Anything that you're stuck in for too long is ruled by the liver. So I always tell my patients that if you are feeling like you're not experiencing the full breadth of emotions in a way that's healthy for you, we need to work on your liver because it's in charge of getting things unstuck. 
moving the chi in the body. Overall, if your chi is not flowing, regardless of what the actual pathology is, by treating the liver, we can get things to move. Where there's no chi flow, your energy's stuck. If we can start moving that energy, then we can start working on the other things. I'm definitely going to have to come and get an assessment. Acupuncture makes the world so much better. (laughs) And I know at your clinic, because I've been there and it's beautiful, I know that you have other things like the sauna and it's infrared sauna, right? Yeah. Your team, they have different specializations, which I love that, you know, one will say my specialty is maybe something like perinatal work or something. I guess we will have to pick this up again if you can come back sometime because I'd love to really get into talking with you more in depth about like perimenopause and menopause and Chinese medicine, functional medicine. But for now, can you tell everyone who's listening where they can find everything you're doing? Yeah, for sure. Including your podcast, which you didn't mention. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I do have a podcast that's on Spotify and all the other podcast platforms out there called Midlife Rise and Thrive. So Midlife Rise and Thrive. The website associated with that is risingwomanproject.com. And that is my platform that I'm developing that has, it's basically to empower women in midlife through community, connection, education, We have retreats. I have a retreat coming up in April. It's sold out, but I will be having one either in the summer or fall. And it's just a place for women to connect. So I'm really excited about risingwomanproject.com. And then my clinics, my brick and mortars are in Annapolis and Edgewater. And those are meadowhillwellness.com. Again, meadowhillwellness.com. And you can get in touch with me at Sarah, S-A-R-A, at meadowhillwellness.com if you have any questions about what we've talked about. And again, I specialize in all things hormones, midlife, very passionate about that. But we have other practitioners that are there to support women through earlier stages of life, pre and postnatal fertility, and all all sorts of things. Amazing. And I didn't even know about risingwomenproject.com. I'm definitely going to be asking you a whole bunch more about that. So yeah, for sure. I'll put the links to all of this in the show notes. And Sarah, thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. I'm really, I learned a ton just in that short conversation. Yay. <laughs> I hope too. It's hard to explain our medicine without feeling like I'm in a million different directions. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. I hope anybody that hasn't tried acupuncture goes for it because it's amazing stuff. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. You can get two months free by using promo code CHAT at therapynotes.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com 
to find a trauma therapist near you today. Thank you for listening to Therapy Chat with your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC. For more information, please visit therapychatpodcast.com.